0: Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of North Star Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent overcoming challenges and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits and now let's join your host greg pickett hey matt welcome back to the Aerospace executive podcast thanks for uh thanks for coming on again
1: I know, Craig. It's, uh, it's super exciting. Uh, we're, we've got a really fun topic to dive into that I think people are going to get a kick out of. So as always, I am uh, excited to be here with you. So let's talk about business aviation. Um, your your opinion on this, in short, uh, is that it's basically shooting itself in the foot. I'm curious as to why that is.
0: You know, look, you know, all you got to do is turn on the news and see where the political environment is today. And I think I've been a huge critic of business aviation because you know, as the, the, look, the political environment, it's moving, it's moving less favorable towards business in general and, you know, less favorable towards the wealthy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm a huge fan of business aviation as a tool. You know, every company should have a jet. Every company should have its CEO and its salespeople and its, critical executives on the jet daily going out and making commerce happen where i start to where i start to go nuts is that as an industry we talk about how it's the greatest tool in the world it's not a luxury but then every time i open up a magazine in the industry or i see a an ad for an airplane i always look at like a a maserati or a rolls royce dropping off people or Mm -hmm. talking about the ultimate luxury i'm like you know I think we just need as an industry to understate ourselves and the, I mean, look, it's a capital good. Yes. It's a jet. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, it's, it's sort of like an understated, it should be like an understated expensive watch. Just, Mm. you know, quit talking about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That makes sense.
0: I mean, is that uh, yeah. Maybe I could just be the biggest moron in the world by saying that. But I kind of like <laughs> you know, uh, everybody always talks about the fat guy taking his Gulfstream to uh, to Europe, and mm-hmm. uh, they a damn good airplanes. They're great airplanes. Um, but you know, they're 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 great tools for the very high profile CFO or CEO. I'm sorry.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've been on one where every seat is packed to the gills with a team you're yeah, going over to close some pretty big deals. It's, uh, it's an important tool. I don't think it's uh, something we need to be talking about in this political environment. I think we need to be talking more about tool and utility and less about luxury.
1: Okay, yeah, so what, I guess what does that look like in terms of like treating it more and, and advertising it more like a tool, uh, putting it in terms of the productive value of what it, what it means in terms of closing deals, uh, and driving, you know, profit to the bottom line, so to speak, and then less on, less on the the experience, the luxury experience to the actual executive who's taking it.
0: I think that the you know, National Business Aviation Association (NBAA) does a great mm-hmm. job. They talk about every year they talk about um, profits of companies that utilize business jets okay. versus profits of companies that do not utilize business jets. And overwhelmingly, companies that use business aviation are more successful than companies who do not. Yeah, you know, that, those are statistics that speak for themselves. And at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, the utilization of the business jet is between the company and its shareholders. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that's it. If the company decides to have a business jet, you know, that's between the CEO and the shareholders to decide or the board of directors to decide, nobody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if they're using, the, using it effectively into the company's you know, best interest, great. They should be doing it. But that success story gets drowned out by people who are anti-business, mm-hmm. who are you know, in, in the political environment. There's a lot of anti-business sentiment out there right now. And I yeah. think what what happens is, it's kind of like that Far Side cartoon with the you know the, the deer with the birthmark, you know, a bummer birthmark, deer, dude. It, we just put a big target on our backs, mm-hmm. and the you know the benefits of a capital tool get lost in the noise. So, hmm. you know, as an industry, I wish we'd focus more on you know the utilitarian factor and less on the luxury factor.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, we're we're living in an interesting age. And, uh, and and even though we have the person that's in the White House at the moment, i w- I would tend to agree the overall direction politically is going in a certain direction. And uh, we're living in an age and have been at least since oh eight, I think it was very, very apparent that there there's a tipping point in American society as a whole where, at least forty percent, if not fifty plus percent, believe that companies reporting profits is not a good thing for society. Yep. Which that sentiment in itself, in my opinion, is a very bad thing for society. But, you know, I mean we're living in an age where half the country disagrees with each other about things like that. And as long as about half the country believes in it, then we know from political history that about once every four to eight years the person that they agree with is going to be running the country and running the government. And and that's just the reality that you have to deal with is that people that you disagree with and think that your company doing well, better than it should, is a bad thing for society. They're going to be running the country every 48 years. So that makes total sense to me. Um, to, to de-emphasize that, to emphasize more of the utilitarian purpose of what it means for business in terms of both, you know, just Profit and, and growth and, and closing deals and, and de-emphasizing the luxury part of it. Uh, you know, we were talking before we hit record that we're, we're in an interesting time where there's, there's a lot of parallels between now and the roaring 20s coming into the 30s. And, yes. and by far, if you look at the list of the most admired presidents of all time, I, I, I don't know that you can name a single list where, it's, where FDR isn't either number one or number two.
0: Uh, I totally agree with you.
1: Right. And, so that, and that's where we're at. Uh, that, that's what the country believes. And so I think there's, there's a lot of support, uh, popular support, for government policies like the New Deal in the 30s because of what was the perceived excess of the 20s. Whether it was real or not, you know, I, I don't, we weren't around then, but that's the perception that the public had is that the wealth that was being generated in the 20s was being flaunted. And that I think that attracted undue attention. and you could see you could definitely tell from reading history, from the 20s going into the 30s, a swing in popular opinion and respect uh, against the wealthy. And that had all sorts of ramifications, but the easiest place to see where it popped out is that there was zero resistance to the New deal and and all the government policies that came down, and just the switch in sentiment uh, towards more anti-business uh, policies, and yeah, I, like I see that, I see that kind of playing out again, and I th- I think that's going to be a cycle that we continue to go through. And if we continue to go through phases like the Roaring Twenties, where the perception is wealth is being flaunted, then you'll get the snapback. Whatever that looks like, it will change over time.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, there's that, there's that old saying, "Perception is reality." And 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 look, I, a couple of years ago, I had to write, you know, I had to write my congressman. You know, it was. Uh, hmm. The middle of the Obama era, and he was you know, talking about the fat cats and their their private jets. And I think it was just after uh, just after the, uh, the the automaker fiasco, where they all jumped on their private airplanes to yeah. look for you know look for bailouts. But yeah. yeah, I had to write the guy and I'd say, look, you know, every time you trash you know business aviation, you know, one, it's a hundred and eighty billion dollar industry in this country mm-hmm. that costs nothing. To the, there are no, you know, it literally costs the taxpayer zero. Um, you know, the infrastructure is already there. You take a company like Gulfstream Aircraft in Savannah, mm-hmm. you know, it's got 13,000 employees in Savannah, Georgia, plus more out in Long Beach, California, plus you know, some of its uh, suppliers in Lincoln, Nebraska, and whatever. It's $180 billion and you know, countless thousands of jobs. And I say, you know, when you trash, you know, when you, you, you talk about a job, 50% of my business is business aviation. Mm-hmm. So when you start crushing the industry, like, look, man, I pay my taxes. I show up to work. I do my thing. And, you know, you're killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, look at, you know, look at the, look at the bright side. You know, how many, how
2: many
0: you know, billions and trillions of dollars is business aviation pumping into our economy every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, granted. You know. and I look at like yeah. You know, I, I also look at you know companies like you know, you know Jamie Dimon, high uh high profile CEO,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Jeff Bezos, high profile CEO, Michael Dell. Um, you, you know I don't want these guys flying commercial. Mm. I don't want to. I don't want to be on an airplane with them. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, where are we going? Let's yeah, exactly. Let's broadcast it to the world, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no kidding.
0: And their shareholders don't want them to be on an airplane with me either, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, exactly. Clearly, nobody should be on on an airplane with you.
0: Uh, I, I, I don't think so. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah there that. there is the uh, yeah that and that's you're you're dealing with uh, you know half the country doesn't want you know businesses to succeed uh, above any certain threshold beyond their their function of providing jobs. Right. And so they're they're never going to agree that you should have a tool that everyone else doesn't have access to that makes your business better and more profitable. Exactly. And, so, yeah, and I just I just think we you know, we all need to be cognizant of that.
0: I just think the story is so good, and I think mm-hmm. this is probably what I what I probably should have said earlier in the podcast versus whining about you know our, our message on luxury is. <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I think I think the, the story of business aviation is really so good. And it's so positive that it, it, every time we every time we portray it as a luxury, I think we really erode its benefits in the eyes of those who will never, you know, never experience it, and mm-hmm. and they don't get it. And it's just, yeah, you know, the top one percent. I'm like, no, it's really yeah. not. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, if you've never under, if you've never experienced it, you've never understood it. You'll, you'll never understand it. But the bottom line is the, the benefits of business aviation, both to corporate America, to the country, um, are just you know, are just amazing. And, I, and, and I, I continually think the message we put out there um, really dilutes the benefits.
1: Yeah. Very, very fascinating topic. Um, let's finish uh, with this. Craig, how do people get in contact and connect with you?
0: Phone number is 910-509-7129. Email is Craig at NorthstarESG dot com. And website is NorthstarESG.com. But yeah, you know, the reality of the matter is if you want to have a conversation, um, you know, pick up the phone, and give me a call. Mm-hmm. I am literally the only executive recruiter in the world who has professionally flown airplanes professionally sold airplanes for two OEMs and run a P&L. I, I get it. I, I, mm-hmm. from the company's standpoint, I know the executives, you know, I know what's going on in the executive's head. I know what's going on in the company's head. Give me a clue. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. have a dialogue
1: cool and then for the podcast itself go to apple Podcasts, itunes stitcher spotify all your favorite podcast apps you can grab the show there you can see all of craig's previous episodes both the solo episodes like this where we go deep on a topic as well as interviews with some of the top leaders uh, in the space so you can get that there and you can also rate and review and share the show and all that good stuff share it with your peers and your colleagues make sure that the uh, they get the benefit as well so craig thank you so much
0: Matt, thanks for being here today